What's going on guys? It's your host Sophia back for another episode. In this episode we'll be taking a dive in technology and how it works in school and at home. And we have a special guest Mr. Cyber here helping us. He's the man to go to when it talks about technology. I am not the greatest. He is. Uh, so let's jump into it. Okay well how's it going? Hey Sophia what's up? Nothing, nothing much. Thanks for having me on your show. Oh, you're welcome. First guest, too. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm glad to have you. Yeah, excited to be here. Yep. So we're here to talk about technology, huh? Yeah. Well, I am a tech guru, so I'm told. I usually say, like, well, if tech guru means that you really don't know much about technology, but you like to tinker around with it, then consider me a guru. (laughs) Because that's all I'm really good at. I just tinker with stuff. I push buttons. And then like, oh, that didn't work. How about this one? Ah, there you go. That's how you learn. Right? Yeah. Totally. So what are we talking about today, specifically? Okay, so we're talking about the bridge between, like, home technology and school technology and how we can, like, bridge them together and, like, close in that gap. Yeah, yeah. So you think there is a gap? 100%. Yeah? Yeah. I think so. Okay, so why don't we start with, like, just home then? Okay, so now, so like... So technology are, at home. Why don't, let's, uh, let's talk about, I guess, like, specifically, why don't we talk about, like, apps, apps that we use at home? Well, I know one of my main apps are Instagram. Yeah. Like, that's probably my most You know what? Use. I was not an Instagrammer at first. Like, I've had an Instagram forever, and, like, I would randomly post pictures of, like, my family or something. It was, like, never consistent. But just recently, I got into Instagram. Like, when I figured out, like, it's not about just posting fun pictures. I mean, I guess it could be. But for me, it's more about, like, promoting, I don't know if you want to call it my artwork or my creativity, I guess. So I use it, like, more, I don't, I don't think it's, like, business promotion, but more just, like, promoting my ideas. I, like, do lots of, like, pictures and stuff like that, you know. So I find it a really awesome way to kind of market yourself or promote your yourself as just like hey this is who I am as a creative person so I've been like loving Instagram lately so I would say yeah that's uh not I don't know if it's number one yet but it's it's getting there slowly taking over my number one slot of like use at home so then what is your number one my number one is Twitter Twitter yeah yeah I use Twitter like crazy. It's my go-to for news, my go-to for like just building a network. I have a network of people who I've never met in person, but like we talk all the time, we communicate all the time on Twitter. We're always sharing ideas, things that like a lot of teachers and stuff, things that we're doing in our classrooms, things that we're doing in our school. And it's cool because you feel connected to the world really, but um, definitely a lot of teachers across the United States. I have like pretty good connections with where I know if I ever go to like a big teacher conference or something they'll be there and I can like see them for the first time be like hey I'm Mr. Cyber and it's like we're already know so much about each other where we feel like we're close friends do you snapchat I do snapchat snapchat is a lot more like uh stricted of what you kind of want I feel like Instagram you get like a broader view of everything snapchat is kind of like well you have to do all these steps just to view a photo and it lasts, what, like 24 hours? Right. Instagram, it's there for how many years? Right. So I like it for the filters. 
Yeah. That's really why I use it. Uh-huh. Because yeah, it is fun. I do play yeah. with the filter and stuff with my kids. They think it's like, it's hilarious. So I do use it there. You're right. Yeah, it's um, so much for it. What other apps do you use at home? Uh, YouTube. That's probably my main two. Instagram and YouTube. Instagram, YouTube. Yeah. Are you a TikToker? No, nope, yeah, do it. Me neither. I would love to get into it just because like... Everybody well, else. It's, yeah, it's well, we'll, we'll get there because like from my point of view as a teacher, like... I try to meet kids where they're at, like what's popular to kids nowadays, and let me try to connect with them there. Instead of like having kids try to connect with me, I'm like, dude, I'm 40 years old. Like no kid's going to like, although I I am pretty much like a kid, so we probably would have similar interests, but instead of kids like being interested in what I'm interested in, I want to be what they're interested in and try to meet them there. And so... I have TikTok. I haven't messed with it too much, though. I would love to figure out a way to get that, like, more involved in school. 100%, yeah. But we'll get there. Yeah, eventually. So YouTube, uh, Disney Plus? Yeah, I'm never I'm never really a big streamer. Like, I have Netflix, Disney Plus, and Hulu. Yeah. But I'm more of a sports person, so I right. gravitate towards my ESPN Plus. Yeah. Well, I've been streaming Disney Plus more recently than Netflix. Yeah. Just to catch up on like all like my shows that I would watch and I mean I'm in my childhood, like when I was younger, uh-huh. like yeah. all the shows. Yeah. So I've been watching more of those, like Witches of Waverly Place and Good Luck Charlie, like all of those shows. But I'm more of a cable person. Yeah. It sounds like Alright, what well, no, that's totally so let's jump into that. We'll 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 make the jump over, the bridge over now because I think um you know, we we were talking for a few weeks before this, and we were like, "Why don't we have a podcast and just you know talk about this stuff?" Um, so make the bridge now into school because, I mean, I think perfect. What is it? Which is a Waverly Place? Uh, yeah, Wizards. A Wizards. Waverly Place. So see, I don't even know that. So we're talking about trying to connect with students, and I don't even know what kids are watching. And so while it might not be like you know quote unquote tech or popular apps that kids are using, I mean. It's a perfect example. Have the, have you ever been able to do an assignment on Wizards of Waverly Place? No. Right? Not even close. Yeah, like I don't even know what it would be, but I'm sure we can make a connection somewhere. You could run a podcast on you're just like, you know, watching each episode and you're doing like a recap kind of commentary thing saying like this is what I think is going to happen next to this character, right? Where you could yeah. type up an entire Google Doc, a script or something like that and then like here, we're going to go and podcast and throw it on the air to Spotify, onto um, Apple Podcasts, and, like, anyone can listen to it. But more than just listen to it, now you put, a, like, a website together and say, if you have any comments or anything like that, you know, why don't you join the conversation on uh, on our website or on Twitter? We could have, like, our own little, you know, whatever, MMS Wizards of Waverly hashtag or something right and like join the conversation so that way we're starting to communicate with not just like people in school or like writing a paper just for a teacher to put in a grade book now it's like you're getting a following and that i think is like the best type of i don't know if you want to call it test or the best type of assessment is like can you get people to follow your ideas if people like what you have to say They'll join, they'll follow you, they'll follow the hashtag, and then you could say, like, dude, look how many people are following me. That's way cooler than saying, like, hey, I got a, you know, a 98 on an essay that I wrote. It's not going anywhere, that essay. But what you do when you put it out there, it not only affects you, but it affects other people, and it helps other people grow 
between that one little assignment, like you yeah, said. Yeah, you're growing your audience is what you're doing, right? So when you write a paper or something like that, you're writing to an audience of one. And I know, like, we always talk, I, I know, because in elementary school, when I was an elementary teacher, I would tell people, like, think about your audience. Think about who you're writing to. Well, from the student's perspective, you're writing to the teacher because they're the one that's giving you the grade, right? If you said, think about who you're writing to because you're going to post this on a blog site and you're going to have, like, you're opening it up to an audience of the world, could be reading and watching. Now all of a sudden you know who your audience is, right? It's a much bigger audience. People can watch. People want to watch. They would want to watch, you know, an 11-year-old and a 12-year-old's point of view on these, you know, everyday things that we do and these things that are common to others, but for, you know, the 11-year-old, let's change it so that we can experience more and make it broader. And you're going to have a lot more perspective as an 11-year-old, going looking back, for me, I think it would have been really cool as an 11-year-old to put my ideas out there and just get feedback from so many people that would help me shape my ideas. Because as an 11-year-old, eventually you're going to be the 21-year-old entering the workforce, doing whatever you do, but entering like you know society as an adult and contributing to society. Well, if you have... All of these people, every single day, you're putting your ideas out there since you've been 11 years old that are commenting and sharing and helping you shape your worldview. Well, I don't know. I think I would put a lot more, um, maybe trust if that's the word, but I, I would know, like, I would feel better knowing, like, wow, I have contributed, even if it's a tiny bit, to your growth as a person. Uh, have a li little bit more trust in the society that I grew up in, knowing that I was contributing, you know? Mm -hmm. All right, so let's go to uh, school. What what sort of apps and technology do we see on, like, a day-to-day -day basis in school? Uh, my main thing is Google Classroom. I think that's probably the biggest one. Yeah. I get uh, many, many alerts. All day, every day? Uh, yep, all the time. Whether it's 11 o'clock at night or 1 o'clock uh, in the afternoon. Do you get notifications? Oh, yeah. Like sent to your phone? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I've been there. Oh, that's cool. I wonder if you could see, like, uh, there must be a way to, like, pull up on your phone to see how many, like, notifications. What's the app that you get most notifications from? And for you, you don't, it, you don't even need to look yeah, at it. You know, you know it's Classroom. Yeah, 110%. Huh. I mean, it's all, like, from my point of view, I feel like it's all, like, Google-based. Like, I feel like most of the things we do are, like, from Google, Google Docs, Google Slides, Google Drawings. Between, like, most of my homework is online. I maybe have, like, one or two things that aren't. But it's really, that is probably, like, the hub of every, all, like, school technology, at least. So Google's the hub. Google everything. Yes. Um, what about apps like... We video. No, I don't think I've ever used it. Oh my gosh, We video is like that's my jam right there. I use We video every single day. Like, it's not a good day unless I'm making some sort of video using We video, and like uh, I think that could be, that should be number one app that is in every single classroom. I and mean, if you're getting a Google assignment, it should be something like, hey, use We video to do this because We video you could do 
anything. You can make podcasts with WeVideo. You can make YouTube videos. You can do anything you want with WeVideo. It's amazing. Um, so that would be my number one. How about uh, something like we're recording on Soundtrap right now? This is probably my second time using it. Yeah. Since the first time with the podcast. Yeah. So that's definitely like we have the resources for these stuff. We're just not really using it. Like, uh, I use a lot of, like, it's called IXL. It's, like, a whole math website. Mm-hmm. And yep. I use I use Quizlet. And that's, like, a big study, like, resource that my teachers make me use. But there's definitely, like I said, Google is where most of the things are. That's where I know I can find my homework or assignments or whatever I'm missing. That's where I can find it. Right. Most kids, I think, would right. find it. So... Uh, a Google assignment, so it's using your typical G Suite apps is what they call them, like the Google Suite, which is, it's like Microsoft Office of Google, right? So you have Google Slides, um, Docs, which is like Microsoft Word, um, X, uh, what is it, Sheets, which is like yes. the... Google Forms is another big one. Yep. I take okay, cool. most of my tests, some of my tests are on there. Okay. Do you ever get to create Google Forms? I have like once or twice. Yeah. Not that many. Yeah. I, I haven't traded any this year. I traded a lot last year. But yeah. More so you get them as like yeah. test or quiz assignments. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, quizzes, do you use that? I don't like it. We're supposed to use it. I don't yeah. really like it. Because yeah. I don't like the whole time. I'm time to do all these answers because it doesn't make you really think and remember things. kind of just makes you, okay, I'm, I'm in a speed rush. I'm just going to click yeah. all these buttons. Um, that's the same thing with uh, Kahoot, actually. I've yeah. seen students that they either love Kahoot, and usually the kids that love Kahoot are the ones that get the answers the fastest. Um, and the kids that hate Kahoot are the ones that are always at the bottom of the Kahoot because they feel so rushed to get the right answer. They just click anything, mm-hmm. and then it's like, uh, I'm never going to win this game. So I know kids that uh, you either love it or hate it. Quizlet. Quizlet, Quizlet is, is it's, it's digital like flashcards, right? Yeah. That's, that, practically, that's what practically what it is. Let's, let's call a spade a spade. So Quizlet is digital flashcards. Google Docs is a digital worksheet, right? Google Forms, yeah, it could be used in a cool way, but I, I think it could be used in a cooler way than just like, hey, I'm going to give you a Google Form as like a quiz. Like yeah. Google Forms, I think, would be way cooler to see students taking Google Forms and saying like, hey, I have this idea for like a product or something or a service, right? But I want to put feelers out to my community. Like, I don't know. I uh, can't think of an example of a product, but I'm going to put feelers out to the community and say, would you have a need for something like this? Then you get all your feedback from your entire community of students that say whether or not they think this would be a good product or a good service, right? Then you take that data and then you use that to build or make whatever it is that, you know, you have that idea. I think that would be a really cool way to use Google Forms instead of just saying, you learned this information in class, you read the digital textbook, or you watched the Google slideshow, now tell me that you were paying attention in my class. That's not really the way that kids should be graded, especially with today's technology and today's world. So we have these apps and stuff that we use at home. How does school do a better job, or can school do a better job, I don't know, of you taking those things, that taking your home life, things that you do at home, apps, TV shows, pop culture, things like that. How do we bring it into the school system? Well, I think that we can do, like, more assignments 
incorporating those things, like we brought up earlier, like tests and stuff, and like quizzes, can be integrated into that. Because personally, when I work on something, like on a writing essay, and I choose my topic, it's a lot easier for me to write about it because I'm more interested in it. Yeah. And I'm not sitting there writing about some random thing that I've never learned about, and I'm completely like daydreaming halfway through the class. So I think that would be like one of the main things. And kids would get better grades, too, if you think about it. Because now they're interested. Now they're paying attention. Now they want to work instead of sitting there having to work. Yeah, student choice. Yeah, 100%. Right? That's scratching the surface right there. Like, okay, you're going to write an essay, but I'm not going to tell you what to write about. You get to pick what you're writing about. Okay, cool. But you still have to write an essay. What if it was... I don't care what you do to demonstrate your knowledge. You just have to show me in some way. So you can come up to the teacher and say, hey, teach, I'm going to make a TikTok video. Hey, teach, I'm going to make a YouTube video. Hey, teach, I'm going to write an essay. Hey, teach, I want to write a blog. Hey, teach, what if I could somehow condense a five-paragraph essay into 240 characters or less? Totally up to you. doesn't matter to me how you demonstrate your knowledge. You just have to show it. And that's what teach, like more teachers need to do. Because kids are kind of hesitant when like asking about those things. It's kind of like an odd topic. So teachers, like personally, if teachers brought it into the classroom more and let us experience more, I think we would end up doing it more because we're seeing that we can do it and that it's easy. Like, we have the resources because I know a lot of kids don't know the resources that we have. Like, I, my friends go, like, I'm going to the podcast. Like, I'm filming a podcast. And they're like, we, we can do that? So that's where, like, teachers need to also incorporate it more. Not only us, tell, like, students selling teachers, but teachers selling students and having people know what we can do, like, actually and what we can think about doing and how we can incorporate all this technology that we use at home into school because like I said it would change yeah maybe that's something on my end that I could help maybe communicate to teachers more because maybe the teachers don't know because it is like a new way of school Uh, and I think like we as human beings we get really comfortable with the way things are we don't like to change things and so like if we know that they're there and we just try something out a little bit, then we realize, like, oh, that was cool. What if I did this the next time? And we get better at it. Your tiny idea all of a sudden becomes like, whoa, I didn't know we could do that, just like you're saying. And then once yeah. people know, wow, you could do that, then they go, what about this? Can we do this? And it's like, yeah, let's do it. So, yeah, I think uh, we, we definitely have apps and technology that we have at home and then we come into school and it's like a different world but it doesn't have to be we have all these things all these resources like you're saying we could definitely utilize more and kind of like bridge that gap cool yeah that works all right sweet See ya. that's a wrap on this episode talking about technology we hope you enjoyed I just want to give a special thank you to Mr. Seibert for joining us and Hawkers. We'll see you in the next episode. Peace out.